Welcome to Rogers Center, everybody. It's the Blue Jays home opener. On the mound for the Blue Jays is left-hander Hangin Rao, acquired in the off-season, making his Blue Jays debut. I don't know about you, Pat, but I'm excited to see him pitch. Am I ever? Well, I, I think I speak for everybody when I say, but, but it's time for baseball. Scramming I have never seen that. Swing and a drive! Wow! You called it, partner. It's time for baseball. <laughs> to me, he looks strong, powerful. You know who swing here reminds me of? Art Shamsky. Great comparison. Right on cue! I really like what Mark and Ross have done with the team this offseason. They, they brought in ball players. Well, but they sure did, Pat. Swing and a drive! I'm excited because this is episode three. We've had no baseball to talk about. I've got some notes prepared. I bought a notebook at Shoppers Drug Mart last night to put next to my bed for easy access. There's no... It's one of those flip page things like a like a crazy person or a stand-up comedian has next to their bed so I can, you know, because I don't sleep very well and I'm tossing and turning, thinking about the podcast, thinking about things that I can talk to you about. You and better have can, some real good stuff today. I've got buddy. really good stuff, okay? Right. I'm, I'm excited to, to hear what you have and I really hope that it naturally engages me and I don't have to pretend. I'm excited for you to stop grabbing that microphone one of these days. I'm going to grab that microphone all fucking day long. I'm going <laughs> to grab it like it's a fucking dick that owes me money all fucking day long. Okay. Episode three of the Buck and Tabby show. Here we go. Let us go. So where do we? Where do you want to start? Have you heard the news? Like, like there's huge baseball news. I have not heard the huge baseball news. Okay. The MLB and the MLB Players Association, also known as the MLBPA, are working on a plan right now to bring baseball back as early as May. They're trying for May now. People have been talking, oh, maybe July, maybe June, things can start. They're working on May. Okay, so... So where are they going to play in the States? So the idea is that in May... Everyone goes to Arizona. They all live in hotels, and they don't get to go anywhere. They only get to go between the hotels and the ballparks. There's, they've got the Arizona Diamondbacks Stadium, and then they've got, like, I don't know, 10 other Little League places and minor league <laughs> Little league. Minor league places. 200-foot <laughs> fences. Home run records are breaking on a 50-game season. Getting, it's getting really exciting. So uh, I wonder what the players think about that. I mean, they must be happy to be paid, but they must also think that that's a nightmare well, in some Well, what ways. it sounds like is prison, where the time that they get to <laughs> yeah. go out and have their rec time is when they have to play baseball. Yeah. Perform, monkeys. Yeah. And so they also, the idea is that they won't be in the dugouts. They have to stand in the stands at six feet apart. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, man. Are they going to wear uh, like hazmat suits? I don't, I don't know what they'll wear, 
but I imagine it'll be normal. They'll they'll be doing rigorous testing, I guess. You can already see the documentary made that like people watch years from now, and it's going to be so absurd to some of the things that people are coming up with just to try to get these things on. There's the going to be more audio, like more microphones that players will wear to just make it a better viewing experience for television. <laughs> just keep hearing. I think I have it. Do you have it? I think I have it. The umpire is going to have to stand further away, so they're try- they're going to implement the electronic strike zone. Oh, this is their way of getting that in there. You know it because it's going to be in there. And right now they have that excuse of like, well, what else are we supposed to do? What can we and do? The umpires, the unions, probably like, yeah, we want to protect our guys, and then that's just going to shove them right out. Yeah. It's kind of an illusion, but I never thought of a catcher being six feet behind or away from a batter when he's. Uh, There's no way. I don't it's think six so. Feet. It's further than it looks like on TV. I was thinking about this today because I was at the grocery store and I was keeping six feet. You know, it's almost like this game. It's like this sports game that you're part of now, keeping six feet away from everybody. It's like one of those weird theater school games that you do to like create awareness <laughs> of the space. And so. When I'm walking behind people, I'm like, I'm not going to get it from behind. You know, I guess like, I guess in theory, like they could like sneeze and then you could gradually walk walk into, but it's got to be a safer way to be behind somebody because you're not getting, it's not coming out of their back or their neck. You know what I mean? But I think one of the huge things for baseball players specifically is think of how often oh my they God. spit. Yeah, I was thinking about that this they morning. They fire spit all over the place, man. They're firing it like 10 feet, 12 feet, 15 feet, spit There's going to be no sunflower seeds allowed. There's going to be no chewing tobacco allowed. No bubble gum. Anything that like goes in the mouth, any reason for players to touch their mouths, all going to have to be eliminated. Yeah, I, and I, I think all that stuff is going to be like create this. Like You're going to see... Players just do it and then like probably apologize or be reprimanded for it or like maybe fights happen and the players be like, oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. Do you think catchers will have like N95 masks built into their catcher's masks? Like filtration, like gas masks they'll be wearing with, with bars on it? I was, I was thinking about stuff like that, but you, if you fogged that up, how scary would that be? If it just got like steamed up and then you got some guy gunning heat at you? Yeah. You got fucking Puig licking bats. You got like yelling. Like you turn around, you start barking at like an umpire. It's just fucking virus flying. Virus flying yeah. everywhere. They got to wear fucking hazmat suits, man. I don't see how how they are. I mean, I guess in theory, if you test every player, they all get quarantined. It's deemed that nobody has it. You're not gonna get it but there's just so many variables in that because there's gonna have to be clubbies there's gonna have to be trainers there's gonna have to be all these other people now is everybody in these hotels or is it just the players i think think it's everybody it's a really tough thing to think it's everybody it's just like it's a new community that's all under strict rules it's jail it's jail it's jail where your salary is Pretty great. I'd go to jail for a yeah, million bucks Yeah, but how about that ball boy? What's his salary? To be given vi- the, to be given the virus <laughs> by a high-end athlete, you should be so privileged. I guess the ball boys will have to be children of the players. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if all these players who have to be away from their 
wives are like kind of pretending that it sucks and they really are happy about it. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to see you. Think, think about all of oh. the men right now who are used to spending huge amount of times on the road, especially like in their mind. They built like, oh, yeah, it's baseball time, baby, on the road all the time, away from the kids, away from the wife. They're locked in with their children and their wives for times that they've never experienced before. You know, like in the off season for them, normally I'm sure they're these baseball players, they're going off on vacations, they're doing all sorts of fun stuff, not being trapped. I bet you, you know, it's also, you know, it brings up this thing where it's like players that do do things like steroids and shit like that have nowhere to go really to do that. So it, you might get exposed in these weird ways where all of a sudden this player is just sucks and they're super skinny and oh, it must be the stress from the virus, but it's really, you're not going to start jamming needles into you in the fucking hotel because there's no way you can just bring in people minister that kind of thing another thing i was thinking about for some reason in my mind when i imagine these baseball players they all like live on like a texas ranch where they have like where they have like a a baseball field in their backyard and like all of this equipment but like i was reading there's like players like on the mets for example, like who that's where like they live in New York and like some of them just like live in condos and they're trapped in their condo in quarantine right now or in isolation and they have no way to like really work out. They've got like like a batting net in their living room in a skyscraper where they're just that, hitting. They were showing Joey Gallo hitting into yeah, a exactly. net in his, uh, I don't know, his house or condo or something like that. Some of these players are going to be like really bad. Yeah, but like. What, at least you can do that. If you're a pitcher, what are you doing? Whipping socks at your wall? Like You need some amount of space to be able to yeah. get on a baseball and to stretch totally. your arm out. So they, they must, but, but there's no way they're just like going straight to Arizona and starting games. They must be having a spring training. I think it's got to be a mandatory at least three weeks spring I, training. I think so too. You could just see that though. Like they get out there, we start to get excited and they get the spring training and then one fucking guy, one trainer, somebody gets it. And it's like, Fuck. I just don't believe that they can pull this off, but I am hopeful that they can. Yeah, well, I, I'm i really hopeful that they can. Since like all of this started coming out, because it was first reported, I think, by Jeff Passan at ESPN, Major League Baseball has released a statement basically kind of like trying to curb people's craziness about it because everyone's getting really excited. They issued the following statement. MLB has been actively considering numerous contingency plans that would allow play to commence once the public health situation has improved to the point that it is safe to do so. While we have discussed the idea of staging games at one location as one potential option, we have not settled on that option or developed a detailed plan. While we continue to interact regularly with the governmental and public health officials, we have not sought or received approval of any plan from federal, state, and local officials or the Players Association. The health and safety of our employees, players, fans, and the public at large are paramount, and we are not ready at this point to endorse any particular format for staging games in light of the rapidly changing public health situation caused by the coronavirus. So, they're tempering the expectations. But this is the plan that they're working on. I heard uh, a doctor talking uh, today or yesterday. I can't even remember at this point. It's all just one long day that gets bright and dark. Uh, he was saying if, if we knew, if we knew, <laughs> if we knew how a person could react to the virus, and if because there's so many different degrees of the severity of this thing, 
that if we knew that you were one of the people that would react in a mild way to it, we'd give it to you. We'd give you the virus so that you could be immune from it, so that your body could develop the immune response that would suppress the virus. And I think that that's, I hadn't really thought of that before, but I guess like that's what the flu shot is. Like when you go into a pharmacy or something, you're getting a bit of the flu. And I'll be like, that's an interesting game of Russian roulette with like these, you know, really, you know, there's obviously a lot of narrative around like the fitness of baseball players, but they're fit dudes. Like they're young for the most part, like super young, like healthy. Just give it to all of them. (laughs) Whoever makes it out is on the team. Let the kids play has a whole new meaning. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's part of the plan. Like it's not like to get them all in one place and sequester them so that they don't get it. It's to get them all there, put in an implant, get one person sick, get the, all of them oh, sick, yeah. so that then they're, they're trapped there. They're they're in isolation anyway. All of a sudden, the the doors of the hotel is locked. <laughs> you can't get out. It becomes this horror film where the virus is circulating. <laughs> I just got to say, like. I'm really excited. I've been really down. I feel like the narrative lately has been like no sports this season. MLB, NBA are going to cancel. But now there's there's this new life. It is tough. It is tough for me in a way because it's like, of course, I love baseball. Of course, I love sports. Of course, I'd love watching that. It also is like a thing where it's it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? There's so much going on right now that's so devastating and... You know, it is a good distraction, but it's something that I'm finding hard to put a lot of importance into. Like, who the fuck cares who wins a baseball game? Who the fuck cares who, you know, because there's so much going on. But maybe once I see it in front of me and once it's real, I'll be like, maybe I'll be able to put all my feelings into it. You know what I mean? Maybe it'll become like the greatest distraction. I kind of feel like the opposite because I feel like both, I understand your point. Like, there is all the stuff that's way more important that's happening. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like, a, it doesn't feel like there's anything I can do about it. And B, it's like... You can do something about it, Jacob. You can stay inside and you can socially distance and you can so wash what, your hands. what better way to do that than by staying inside because I have to watch baseball tonight? So, like, it just feels like... It doesn't feel like it's harming anyone to have this happening. It doesn't feel like... Unless it's... Unless they're, like, using all of these tests for the players that could be going towards six people or they have like these elite doctors that are being taken from hospitals to be like the MLB doctor staff. But even then, I am a little bit surprised that they're doing it in the States though. I would have thought that maybe they found some way to like, I mean, I get there's no really anywhere to go that's safe, I guess. And I think it probably is creates a lot more problems as soon as you leave the country. But it does make you wonder, though, like, why do, can the NBA do the same? Thing? I think like, I think that's all coming. And it brings me to my second topic that I wanted to talk to you about, which is that Dana White of the UFC has started Mortal Kombat. What do you mean? The UFC, Dana White has... They are in the process, and I think it's nearly done, nearly official, purchased an island. They're not saying where it is, and they're not going to even tell the fighters where it is, but they've purchased an island where they're going to create a facility to have international fights for the UFC in this undisclosed location on an island. Like They've created Mortal Kombat. 
They're going to ship these fighters out and going to televise these fights from some unknown island in the world. But I mean, like, in my mind, when you say it's like Mortal Kombat, I'm picturing them like outside in the elements fighting, but they're still going to be like in the octagon, like in an arena. Well, like it doesn't have to be an arena. There's no one to watch it. It's just like they can they can create whatever set they want. So are they going to fight to the death? I hope so. <laughs> you imagine like cuz like you're trying so hard to I think that's another thing like why they want they want sports to come back and and all this stuff is because it does keep people inside, right? Nothing would keep you inside like fights to the death. Would you want to watch that? A fight to the death? Absolutely not. I don't even like watching UFC as it is. I find it to be a brutal no, I don't either. I just feel really uncomfortable with knees and elbows. Yeah, me too. Um, those two things don't work for me. I, I enjoy boxing. I, I used to be a boxer. Um, I think it's, you know, obviously still really dangerous and terrible for people's brains to be punched repeatedly. But it it feels less brutal and less scary to me than these thin gloves and being able to use any part of your body kicking shins knees i threw my friend through a plate glass window at a restaurant one time oh my god why what did he do i it was such a stupid thing it was like i was i think i was i don't know 17 or something there's this place called pizza joe's in uh, cole harbor nova scotia i doubt it's there anymore but shout out pizza joe's if it is um and we were drinking tequila and he was just being an asshole to me. Like he kept saying mean shit to me all night and we were driving in my buddy's car and I kept telling him to shut up and I, like we kept getting into it with each other and it got to the point where I said, if you say one more thing to me, I'm going to lose it. And so then we were in the entranceway to Pizza, Pizza Joe's like inside the restaurant and he whispered some shitty thing in my ear. I don't even remember what it was. But I just grabbed him and I pushed him as hard as I can, not thinking that it was a like the like the glass front of a restaurant. And he went right through it. The whole fucking thing shattered. Everyone was sort of stunned. We looked down at him. He's on his ass in all this glass on the ground. He looks up at me and all he says is, I'm not mad. Let's run. <laughs> And but we don't run, man. We're like, because the guy who drove us there was like, no, no, no. I drove here. I'm gonna be the one who gets caught. Whatever, whatever. Owner comes out. It's this big ordeal because it's fucking cold outside and the wind's coming in. So all of his guests leave, and we're like, we'll pay for this. We'll pay for this window, whatever. We gave him fake names, but real phone numbers, so it made no sense. Smart. And then this guy, the owner, kept calling us and calling us to get us to pay for it. And he's like leaving shit on my answering machine at my house. I had to tell my parents. I was like, here's what happened. And they were like, fuck. It got to a point where three months had passed. And I didn't know this, but in small claims court, you have three months to make a claim on something. And so it was past the three months part. And so we just didn't pay him. And he was fucking livid. He would call us, threatening us. Just mean shit on my answering machine, man. But but he, he he was the one that was supposed to file the claim, and he didn't do that within three months. Yeah, that's right. I don't even think he knew. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't like this absurd amount of money either. It was only like, I don't know, I want to say $400 or right. something. Just like to that. replace the window. Yeah. 
And like, we, we absolutely owed that to him. You know what I mean? We completely were in the wrong and we did that, but we just never, we never paid up. I mean, like 17, have any fucking money. Pizza Joe's. Sorry, Pizza Joe. In case you're listening, Davey feels bad. <laughs> I did feel bad for a while, but you know, not enough to do anything or at least I didn't have a strong enough character to do anything. This is Edwin Encarnacion, and you listen to the Barking Fabulous Show. I don't know. I, I think it's cool. I think I think it's going to be the, the what sports is going to be like across the board for the next next year. And I'm I, I'm just excited by the possibilities of location. I was thinking about like the NBA version, and I was kind of imagining this court that could be built like in Iceland or like some like really cool remote location where the walls around the court are glass and it's like on a glacier or something like something epic because like you, you you can create whatever court you want whatever background you want if you don't have to have the fans there i think an outdoor court would be fucking killer too in a really warm climate because i mean it's obviously better to be outside when you know people are spitting and you know right. shit's coming out of your mouth right. or whatever but uh, it'd be kind of cool to just really change it up and make it something different. I don't know what players would think of that. It might be horrible, but it might also bring you back to like street balling days, man. It, it could be, be really cool. cool. I think they probably wouldn't go for it just because it would be so impossible to be consistent with the, like it could rain, you could have any sort of conditions that they wouldn't be able to regulate. I don't think they would go for an outdoor. You'd have to pick a really consistent climate area because for sure as soon as a drop of rain came it would be like get these players mm-hmm. off the court like and you can't afford an injury on yeah exactly and right i just now. don't think they would take that chance anywhere that is going to have no rain or not be too hot in a desert but wouldn't it be cool to see like these superstar nba players who i'm gonna hazard a guess that most of them played street ball at some point in their life kind of get back to that and playing with each other you know getting back to just like this gritty style of of uh, playing basketball. I think that would be super cool. Yeah, I, I I think it would be super cool as well. I just think it's unrealistic for the NBA to decide that that's the way to, to go forward, as much as I would love to see that as well. But I do think that they could do something interesting, at least with the areas that they do play in. Do you think that uh, you would enjoy hanging out with Kawhi? No. <laughs> I think he'd make you feel really insignificant real fast. My God, totally. Like, I, I think the only way to enjoy hanging out with Kawhi is, like, if you didn't know who he was. Uh, even then, I don't know. Like, I think it's so unclear what Kawhi's actually like as a person to hang out with. Basketball players are so remarkably physically, though, so remarkable physically that it's 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 hard to not endow them with some sort of specialness. Totally. Even if you don't know who they are, it's like, oh, you're still a six foot eight ripped fucking dude. Yeah, you're going to feel really shitty about yourself. And he's the same age as me, too. Just just seeing like what's possible (laughs) for someone's life and someone's body, (laughs) like what someone can be at the same time as me. It's just like, how can you not feel like a piece of garbage? You could hang out with a lot of baseball players and just, you know, be like, oh, it's like a fit, normal dude or just like not even a fit, normal dude. Hang out with Jose Altuve and just kind of like, wow, you're you're pretty ripped, but like, I'm taller than you, man. I'm good. I, I I would be willing to fight you. 
That would be a funny reality show. Beat up Jose Altuve. It's normal people who are trying to take a go at Jose Altuve. <laughs> it doesn't have to be just Jose Altuve. You actually get to like challenge. You choose a professional athlete you think you could fight. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be like 98% of users are choosing <laughs> Jose Altuve. <laughs> I think I could. <laughs> this is going to be such a shitty thing to say because we might not ever be able to post this. I think I could beat up Billy McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have he doesn't look like the kind of guy that would want to fight. He's got a real like innocence to him. I mean, him. I don't want to fight either. <laughs> I just mean like if we're in this world where we have to choose. I think though if if someone takes a picture of you and someone takes a picture of Billy McKinney, I'm I'm probably going to choose to fight Billy McKinney too. No way, man. He's definitely bigger than me. He's definitely bigger. No, than but me. it's not about the size, it's about your face. It's what I what I get when I look into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the like darkness of your soul, your spirit would make me more intimidated. Wow, I've uh, not not heard that one. So uh, let me just try to absorb that, try to accept it, and not let it damage me too much. Speaking of darkness of the soul, um, Brittany made a comment to me, and I was kind of like falling asleep or a bit tired last night. Maybe I don't remember when exactly, but Brittany's my girlfriend. For the, for the listeners out there, we're trapped here together. Um, she was talking about how, oh yeah, it was, it was because we were making masks, right? And then once she had made the mask and she had hers on, we're kind of looking at her and I'm like, this looks super badass. A, like, I just think that the masks are a cool look. And she was talking about like how many more people are going to get robbed now. Just this huge spike in crimes because every like soon everyone's going to be wearing masks all the time. They're out in public, and it'll just be impossible to trace anyone. You think that that's the thing that's holding people back from busting windows and stealing things? Is just that our faces are exposed. I just think I just think it's the same kind of thing that you were talking about the other day when you're talking about players are just like going to use this opportunity to juice now if they they might not have had before. Now these people who just have like a slight inclination in them to commit a crime but are like worried about getting caught there's going to be more and more people who aren't worried about getting caught anymore because it's there's so much anonymity out in the world right now uh hmm that's a tough one for me to the du- okay put it this way dudes who wanted to go out and rob a bank or who wanted to go and rob a convenience store and wanted to wear a mask you can't put that mask on in any of the time before you get to where you're going. And therefore, you have all of this time in your car. There could be a traffic light. There could be a store. It takes two fucking seconds to put a mask on. What no, are no, you talking about? What I'm about? saying. It's not this laborious process to get a mask what on. What I'm saying is before, if you have any time before you're committing the crime where you have the mask on to protect your identity on your way to committing the crime so people can't figure out that you've done it based on your activities before. If you have that mask on, people are going to be like, well, what's that? why is that guy wearing a mask? That's, something's wrong with that. I'm going to write down that license plate. That seems really sketchy. Now you're not going to think twice about anyone wearing a mask. You can't ever be sketched out because someone's wearing a mask. You can't tell who they are. 
I, that, that's not true. I would never be sketched out by someone wearing what looked to me to be a medical grade mask, but I'm not at the point yet where I, when I see someone with a bandana wrapped around their face that I'm like, that's normal. That still is odd to me. Well, so it, it's becoming I would normal. always be clocking. It's that. becoming normal. Well, yeah, we might get there, but I'm not well, there yet. Get ready, man. I think it's, 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 <laughs> it's coming real soon. People are wearing whatever they want on their face now. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was from. Someone notable being like, I don't have a mask, but I have these Halloween masks. Is it too scary for me to just wear this now? That's what I was saying. I have these uh, went to sleep no more in uh, (laughs) in New York City where you get these masks. And I was like, should I wear that? It's like this weird neutral mask. So scary. I know the mask. I know the exact mask you're talking about. I haven't seen it in a while, though, and I do think that the mouth is exposed on that mask. So it would actually be a really odd choice if you wore a mask that covered everything but your mouth. Hold on. Brittany's calling me. I think I've explained this to you before. We're like, she won't like appreciate stats over a month. But she's like really on like the last at bat or like the last game stats. So like for example, a day happens and she happens to cook and then she did the dishes afterwards. And then she just decided to do the dishes again the next morning or the next day. If there's like a two-day time, like a two consecutive times where she's done the dishes – Suddenly, I'm not helping. I'm not doing anything. I'm drinking and I'm playing video games and I'm doing my podcast all day. And she's working on her project and like has so much going on in her life. And she's doing all this stuff. So it's not necessarily that it's like she's not looking at the full scope of your month of at-bats. It's that in general, she wants you to hit home runs and you're slapping singles. I feel like I'm I'm going like I'm I'm slapping a single I'm I'm getting a two hit day, most days. Oh, like you're being you, like you're the hitter you are. I'm not I'm not putting you down by saying you're hitting singles. I mean that was just the example I gave. Like you could be hitting home runs and she wants you to hit singles. That's irrelevant to me. I guess I feel like I'm hitting like 306 and I hit like 20 home runs a year and she's like. Get it? She she just jumps on me when I go oh for four or two games in a row and I have a little slump, and she's not, and she's not taking into the fact that like I'm actually like an above average hitter, and that I, I that I do a lot of good and that I that I am helpful. I feel that way in relationships all the fucking time, and I mean this is probably just such a like we're just like pumping ourselves up like we're fucking three hundred hitters. And it might not be like relative to being 300 hitter, but I do feel like I'm definitely a serviceable major league hitter in relationships, but I'm always viewed as someone who should be sent down. (laughs) Yeah, it's really tough. I think a lot of it is because, because Brittany has been doing this like major project for her university. She's doing her master's right now. She's got this major project going on in her life right now. And I've got a major amount of nothing going on in my life right now. And she's like, and she's expressed this, that she's jealous and is like taking it out on me that she has to do something while I'm on this like forced vacation. Well, I mean, like, but. And if I don't take advantage of that and like, and help her beyond what is normal because she's doing extra work on the side, if if she comes home and I don't have dinner ready or, 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 you know, something hasn't happened 
during that time it's like it's like i'm 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 not uh, i'm not being helpful i'm i don't know i think once this once she's done with this class she's going to be in the same zone as i am i think it's just uh, that she's having a tough time equating the amount of time that i'm working on doing a podcast or like the fact that that i can spend a couple of hours in a day talking to you where I'm having a couple of beers or something and we're just shooting the shit and where to me I'm like this is important work to me and to her I'm just I mean the beers are irrelevant because she could drink doing whatever she's doing too if she chose totally. to so for me the beers are just more like a character totally. trait like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally it's just uh it's just what she deems to be work, right? You know, the same same goes for a lot of people in our lives where people judge us as actors that, you know, we go and we do plays at night and it seems super fun and everything, but it is work. But to someone who isn't doing it, it looks like, oh, that's the life. It's so hard not to get immersed in somebody's perception of you. That's what I struggle with in relationships. It's like, you walk into that and then there's this perception of you that develops. You have a perception of each other and and you have this relationship with yourself, this inner sense that's like, I feel like I'm a good person and I feel like I'm doing things good, but I'm viewed all the time like I'm fucking up. And I think... And it's somewhere in the middle, right? Like you're obviously, you're in yeah, your totally. mind, you're not... A, you're not as good as you are in your mind. Yeah, you're probably batting 268 with 16 home runs and you got like 70 RBIs. You know what I mean? Like you're you're a valuable major leaguer. Like you got like a one and a half to a two war. <laughs> but you shouldn't be sent down and maybe you shouldn't make the all-star team. I think I'm an all-star. Like we said, it's somewhere in the middle. It is, but... If in my mind I'm Mike Trout, and in her mind I am Danny Jansen, I'm still an all-star. Uh, Danny Jansen's not quite. <laughs> well, I guess that that is an interesting thing about relationships too. When you're aware that your partner is like waiting for you to become the thing that you have kind of portrayed yourself to become, like Danny Jansen could be that, and that's like when you choose Danny Jansen, it's like potential. And I think that there's been times in relationships where it's like, oh, I'm just, it's like the the sand hourglass dripping on how long someone will believe in my potential. Like, How long are you going to think that you're a major leaguer when you're just a journeyman in AAA? Man, this is depressing. Um. All right, last question here for you to to wrap this show up. Say, for example, this season does happen, the MLB, everyone goes to goes to Arizona. Um, who's who's winning the World Series this season? And and do you think feel like the way that this season is played out without any fans in a neutral place? Do you think that affects who the winner is, and that 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 will have that that will have changed from who it would have been if we have a of course of course it does man it's a, it's just like it's like a reality tv show version of baseball it's like putting these added elements onto these players who never experienced anything like that which makes the whole season feel like a crapshoot because also 
the season's going to be a lot shorter than normal. I mean, it's fucking fair game for anybody to win. My initial response was the Cardinals, and I don't even know why. St. Louis Cardinals, <laughs> World Series. And I don't even I don't even like the Cardinals. I have no idea why I said that. That was just on the top of my mind. Okay. I, I'm I'm really into what you just said, and I'm actually curious by removing the fans, removing home field advantage, by having it in a completely neutral state, if we actually start to get closer to who is the better baseball team. No, you just get closer to who's the better thing in these weird circumstances. But what are the weird circumstances? Circumstances are that everyone's trapped in a hotel and people are playing in front of no fans and they're playing at the same stadiums and some of them aren't even big league stadiums. They're playing half the amount of games that are normal. It's like so many. Well, actually, another thing that I didn't mention earlier. No no one's a home team except the Diamondbacks play. It's going to be like, yo, yo. <laughs> but there's no fans there. It doesn't <laughs> like matter. Every... They'll be used to the, the field, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like, the only advantage is the field, but if everyone's using that all the time, it's going to be like 10 games into the season, everyone's going to be like, all right, we've got a good feel for this place. That's why I'm, I just find it's like such an interesting thought experiment to, to imagine if how much fans and ha- to see how much of an effect we could possibly have as the fans when we go to it and our energy and our notoriety. I think it's also, though, like the backdrop that a batter sees on the at the plate absolutely Uh, but also like how how much does it make you think of being an actor and like the difference that you feel from your dress rehearsal with no audience to your first preview or your opening night when you have an audience and how much better of a performer you either do or you don't feel like but i wonder how much of that goes for uh, 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 yeah but i think with acting it's different because you could feel like you had a wicked performance but that doesn't necessarily make it true where the baseball is such a stats and fact oriented thing where it's like no like there's tangible things that would let you know if you had a good night and then they, there might be a bunch of players that actually that aren't at that superstar level that actually rise to the top because there's something about the stress of people watching them that really affects them and i could really see some players who are really naturally gifted but they have a certain mental thing about them that doesn't allow them to perform well just starting to crush the ball or or people who really feed off an audience and really feed off the energy of having thousands of people watching them that they can't feel anymore when it's just a camera that don't have the same oomph the same confidence the same adrenaline going through their system to feel like they care enough to do well anymore i really hope it happens because it'd be cool to just get to know players in different yeah, ways and we're gonna hear so much more right like it's gonna be a whole different auditory experience when we don't have all of the thousands of people screaming all the time right and like how awkward is a big heated moment like a, a bench clearing brawl with no fans it feels like it's so awkward it's like one of those youtube videos where they cut the music on like uh, like Footloose, you can see the big Kevin Bacon dance, yes. but no music. It's just really oh awkward. God. It feels like it would be just as awkward as that. Those are really funny. There's one of the best ones of that is uh, the dancing in the streets, Mick Jagger and David Bowie, where they've cut all of the music from oh, that, yeah. <laughs> and you just hear like how much effort the the footsteps are making and like the kind of grunts that they're making while they're dancing to the music that isn't there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
But I mean, the grunts and stuff—that's all imposed. But it's so. Funny. Oh, I know, I know. All of it, all of it's imposed. It's all, it's all folded. It's added onto it. It's yeah. just hysterically funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you picked the Arizona Cardinals to win the World Series. Yeah, the Arizona oh, Cardinals—the team that doesn't exist. <laughs> the, the the St. Louis Cardinals in Arizona. I don't pick the St. Louis Cardinals. Don't make me stick to that. That's a horrible thing. I don't care about that team. That whole team. Could okay, so burn I, alive I, I, I do have care. the question then. Let me let, let me, me pick another I'm, team. Yeah, you. We've had a talk now. You've heard my reasoning. You've got your reasoning. What kind of effect that this this uh, weird world where they're playing prison baseball? I think I think I think the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays. Here's why I'll say the Blue Jays have a really good shot. You got a lot of young players who are really, really talented, but they're in that fine place in their career where there's like a mental battle. There's a mental battle of trying to achieve and there's a mental battle of like trying to put your feet into this league and to belong and to become something. And I think that with the the somewhat casualness of the way that this season is going to go, where there's not going to be any fans and it's just going to be different in general it's almost like a more important spring training i think the raw talent of some of these young blue jays could really rise to the top and i also think nate pearson could be up right away depending on how the service time thing works and i think that they could be really exciting what do you think well there you have it david patrick fleming calling the blue jays he's not saying they're going to win the world series but he's saying they're going to do really well i like it I'm going to call the World Series champions. It's been who I've called probably a, a few times out of the last seasons, but I think this year is going to be the year, and I think it's going to be the Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Not a chance. They need the limelight. They need their field. Chavez Ravine, most beautiful field in all of baseball. They're going to be fucking checked out. They have lived under high drama for fucking five years now of extremely exciting circumstances, big energy. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're not going to know how to fucking manage. So what do we know LA for? What do we know the city of LA for? Or are you talking about the Dodgers? Bright lights, flash, plastic, big moments. Cameras. Finally, the time they're not going to have to worry about the live fans. They're not going to have to worry about anything. It's just them and the camera, baby. They can, they can really blossom as the stars for the camera that they are. They're movie stars, and all we have now is the live broadcast just for the cameras, and they're going to they're gonna blossom. You know, they're not theater guys in L.A. Mookie Betts is going into free agency. Mookie Betts going to free agency. He's going to be like, fuck this. We're playing 50 games in the middle of nowhere. I am calling I don't think it's going to be 50 games. I think they're really serious about these seven-inning double-handers and trying to get as close to 162 games as possible. Just wearing these guys out. I still don't think he puts the same thing into that, man. I don't think. I think it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a while. It's going to take like five games with no fans, and then it's going to come normal for them, just like it does in reality television. They're going to stop seeing the cameras. It's going to be like a whole new experience for them. Just maybe it'll become more competitive, you know? You're going to have like 500 dudes that haven't had sex in a year, like trying to play baseball against each other. It's going to be awful. I think they're going to be I think they'll so allowed to be, be allowed to bring up. their girlfriends, their family as long as they're all willing to be a part of the of the isolation. 
just more variables, man, because it's like their girlfriends and they go out to the grocery store. They go out, they leave, you know, and then like, you know, like what what level of quarantine are we dealing they, with here? Is it just like a, an honor game? I don't think game? they get to leave to go to the grocery store. I don't think there's any grocery stores. I think they have a prison routine. They get they have a hole in their door. So for them where they're not even playing and they can't watch the games. So then what are they going to do? No, yeah, man. No, meals no, no, come no, no, to no, them. No, they're slid wife through a hole. You eat that, you slide the tray out when you're done. <laughs> when you get to go outside, you swing that bat or you throw the ball, and that's all your life is. Start adding penitentiary teams. There's going to be prison baseball teams that are just mixed into the fold. That's how we're expanding the league now. Would you watch that? What if there was a prison league, a prison baseball league? Just like all of the prisons across the United States and a couple in Canada got to have. Would I watch that? I spent three hours the other day watching a fucking dude take one bite of a pizza and tell me his rating. <laughs> Dave Portnoy on Barstool Sports. I watched this show called One Bite. I watched like, honest to God, I watched like 200 fucking episodes of it. Would I watch prison <laughs> players play baseball? Yeah, I think I would. I think I think it would for sure. Uh, fast. Isn't that, I guess that's, isn't that like the longest yard, that football movie? They're, they're prison football teams, right? Uh, I don't know if I saw that movie. Is Burt Reynolds in he that is movie? He's both in the original as the hero and then he's in the remake with Adam Sandler as the coach. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Well, everyone, looks like Britney's rolling in. I gotta hide. So we're gonna have to end the episode <laughs> here. I gotta put mouth spray in my mouth. <laughs> Have a quick sandwich. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the show. It's a little different right. this week. We're doing a bit more talking. You know, it's it's an interesting time in our lives, and we're trying to navigate how much comedy we're capable of in these times. Um, but uh, we're gonna get back to it for sure at some point. But we want to keep putting episodes out. So if you like it, please subscribe. Please give us a rating. Give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to and uh, we'll talk to you next time bye Bye. it's time for baseball (laughs) wow I have never seen that Art Shamsky. It's time for baseball. I see some. Right on cue.